as we gather together we realize that it's by your grace that you are in this place that we have been rescued it's only by your grace so father we thank you even as we begin the service this morning may all the glory be unto you we pray oh father in heaven or in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and god's people said amen hallelujah let's give him a hand family go to see you amen uh, not here today but go to see you you may be seated hallelujah we want to welcome uh, those who are joining us uh, via zoom uh, we want to welcome those who are joining us via Facebook. I don't know if there's anyone on Facebook, but if there is anyone at all, we want to welcome you in Jesus' name. Uh, we want to welcome uh, Antilene Cowden. If she's watching, <laughs> amen, connecting, she's always there, Antilene. So we want to welcome family. I want to thank you, all of you. Bless you. Good to see you. Good talk. Uh, madam, good to see you. I'm so glad to see you. Amen. If we knew, I would have brought them. But next time, amen. Hallelujah. Great to all family. Bless you, sir. Amen. Utina, she joins us all the time with Bible uh, studies. So, welcome to your family. Uh, I hope our sound is good. I hope our visuals are good. Uh, we have been asked to lift the volume on Zoom a little bit. I, I think we have done that. Amen. We are, we are talking about this, uh, something that God has placed in my heart, which is His inheritance and our inheritance. But today I want us to focus on that which we have been freely given by virtue of the Lord Jesus dying on the cross. It's what uh, defines our lives here. Zimbili zindo is malulekile. So everything, once we accept Jesus, now see, of, of going to church, which is very important, because I want us, at the end of this sermon, I want you to understand, we must be preoccupied with fighting for that which Jesus has died for us to have. Not anything else. Going to church prepares us, equips us so that we can fight. But we must be preoccupied, or to preoccupy. Must be preoccupied with fighting to secure that which Jesus led on the cross on the cross for us to have. So number one, it is securing uh, the Father's inheritance. We do that, he, he receives his inheritance through us. I'm going to cover that on Wednesday. And then number two, it is securing our inheritance. How to securing my inheritance. Yeah, I need to explain, I'm going to explain a few things today because the, the way the gospel has been preached, it gave an indication that there is something wrong with the Lord blessing his people. Because of excess and people who have a poverty mindset, thinking that when God says, I will bless you, it's just about 
God, when he blesses you men, when he, he makes you a multimillionaire, he's got a community in his mind. So we are going to clarify certain things today because uh, we must guard against extremes. Amen. We have a duty as God's people, as ministers of the word, to preach the whole gospel. Amen. So all our prayers then, family, all our prayers, all our six to sixes, and our fastings and repentance, teaching, and whatever revelation that we receive, all the conferences that we attend, they must equip us above all else to secure for the Lord His inheritance. Number two, all the things that we do when we come to church, they must equip us to possess our inheritance or to possess. It is important for us to understand that now in the Bible, in the book of Judges, chapter 2, verses 8 to verse 9, the Bible says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old, and they buried him within the border of his inheritance, in Timnath Terrence, in the Mount of Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gash. See, there, there are borders in life, the borders in, in the realm of the spirit, according to the will of the Father. Now, these, these borders are well guarded by demonic spirits. So they refuse us entry. But our mission, the spiritual battle in the earth, is to wage warfare so that by the time we die, we are dying within the borders of our inheritance, or within the borders. The will of the Father is for every Christian to die within the borders of his or her inheritance. That's the price that the Lord Jesus paid for us uh, so that we can receive and have access into these things. Now, maybe like myself, not all of us here had the privilege of inheriting something from our uh, parents. If you did, like I did, something from my mom, uh, it was not to the extent that it would give you much advantage. See, our other races are given a head start by their parents. When the uh, dad dies, there is a house that the boy inherits, and actually the properties uh, according to the number of their children. So they get a head start in life. They inherit something, a serious advantage. It takes them to the very front of the queue. Yeah. As black people, we don't have that advantage because of the system that was created by Satan to put us always at the back of the queue. So in, in the natural, we are faced with that. Perhaps I am suffering today because of the bad decisions of my parents. Now see, but now I am here. They did whatever they thought was right at the time. What the gospel does, family, this is why it's called the good news. It levels the playing fields. It puts, see, at the foot of the cross, everybody is equal. We, we, we begin to start anew. Of course, the other racial groups would have that advantage, but God in His mercy, He says, 
if you did not benefit because of whatever cares, whatever happened in your bloodline, whatever it is, through redemption, we are leveling the playing field. Now I'm going to hold your hand to give you an advantage that the resources in the natural could not. If you would obey and walk with me, you'll begin to catch up. Often they even overtake because the power of obedience is amazing. No one has found out here what is on the other side of obedience. There is a world on the other side of obedience. There is a future that we haven't even conceived on the other side of obeying God. I, I am trusting God for the grace to discover what exactly exists on the other side of obeying God. So the good news is that if you missed out naturally, your name was not written in the will. We are in the will that the Lord God has written as we are going to find out today. We get immediately when you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sin. Wash me in his blood. This is why that verse says, all who are in Christ, he who is in Christ is a new creation. All the things have passed away. Behold. The word behold means see. Everything has become new. Now I'm going to hold you by my hand, he says. And I'll walk you through your destiny. Things that you will never have enjoyed in the natural because they've been set up to fail. This is why my mom and my dad separated when I was three months old. Me, Kabash. All these things are orchestrated in the spirit realm to frustrate me. I grow without my dad because the enemy hopes that when that happens, I, I will lose a form of identity of sorts and I'll find myself having to locate myself everywhere seeking for an identity because the father, the man who was supposed to raise me left. Then he comes in. This is why it is important to work with God because he gives us an advantage in life. What I would not have experienced on my own because I was disadvantaged already in three months. I went to about 15 schools. My mom working night shift often. She was a nurse. Going to live with my granny and going to live to 15 schools. I don't know what it means to experience the love of my father. He's still alive. We are very fine now, but I don't know what, it, what that means. It's not part of my life. But what I'm saying, family, is that if you, your name did not make it into the physical wheel that's written, we are all in the Lord's wheel. We are all in the Lord's wheel. Now the Bible says in Ephesians 1, verses 13 to 14, in Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation 
and believed in him were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee or down payment of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Now let me explain something here, family. I want you to listen to me very carefully now. You see, the Bible is the Bible. Kuna lo to the Old Testament, Testament in Dali. Basically, kuna Testament Elisha, right? Sixty-six books all together. Now, I don't know how many of you knew this. God was eager and it Testament, the Testament, the in Greek, Testament, Testament. That word it means a will. Can look it up. What, what, what I'm teaching you to do, just go out, just Google it. The word testament, it means will. Yeah. Will. No, not, not will. No, no, no. The, 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 the legal document yeah. that determines who benefits from what once I am dead. Yeah. That's what it means. So it means a will, or it means a covenant. So all testament, it's the, it's the old will. There are people that God had located the culture of Israel yeah. who would benefit there. And they benefited. This is why most of the Old Testament is about the children of Israel. Yeah. Now there's something called the New Testament or the New Will. Now, Uchesu, according to the technical language of the law, he is the testator. Testator is called the testator. The testator is one who dies having made a legally valid will. Yeah. Let me repeat that. A testator is the one who dies having made a legally valid will. Now the Apostle Paul understood this because he was very smart and learned. So in the word of the Lord, the Bible says, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, or will, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator, he who made or wrote the will. See, if he does not die, his will is not effected. It cannot come to life until he dies. It continues as people to say, for a testament is of force or effective after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Say hallelujah. That's the gospel. Amen. So Jesu activated the will because there was no way we could reap the benefits of the will while he was still alive. Once he had said it is finished, then in the spirit realm there's an activation. There's already a movement in your favor. Oh, that they, 
they wait for it for you to lift up your hand and say, Lord, I want to be part of it. I want to be part of your family. Oh, Lord God, in Jesus' name, come into my life and change me. Let me be part of the story that you are writing in the earth. So Jesus died so he could read the wheel. I should have brought my physical Bible today because that's the wheel. It's written. Just bring it to me. Thank you, Mom G. So Jesus dies on the cross so that we could read the wheel. That's one. You must read the wheel. Number two, locate yourself in the wheel. Locate yourself in the wheel and claim it. Let me repeat those three things. Jesus dies on the cross so that number one, we can read the wheel. So it's not just a Bible. No, it's the wheel. There are things if you don't know that they are there for you. You will not pursue what you cannot see. You can never pursue what you do not see. Once I see it, I locate myself in it. I personalize it. I claim it, make it my own. In Jesus' name. So family, what I'm teaching you is, it's not just a happy message. You see, sometimes we teach happy messages so that you can feel happy. You know, nice, nice motive. No, this is the, the true gospel. This is the reason why Jesus died on the cross. Now, in our will, the greatest benefit of our inheritance is the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to cover a couple of them this morning. Time allows me. But the, 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 the weight here of the benefits in our will is the forgiveness of sins. So as if you come and become part of this relationship, one thing is guaranteed for you. Irrespective of where you come from, irrespective of your background, you stand to benefit in the sense that if you come under the blood, you have that as your inheritance, as a gift. Your sins will surely be forgiven. The enemy may try afterwards to come and remind you of whatever it is, but the, the fact and the truth remains. When he forgives, he is forgiven. Eternal life is attached to that because those are main benefits that we get when you receive Jesus. The Bible says you have eternal life. So when your spirit leaves the body, you know where your future is. You, you don't fear. You go to be with the Creator. You don't go into darkness. You go into the arms of your Creator. Your future is secured on this side of the grave. That's the benefit. Now, I want us to, before I move on into what you would consider juicier things, these are very critical. Because, see, the world, I spoke to you about sponsored wealth. They have stuff. You know, they, they, they drive cars, but they don't have what we have. 
at the top of, of our inheritance is forgiveness of sins and it's eternal life it's guaranteed say amen so family joshua the bible says died within the border of what of his inheritance before he died there was a border he had to move towards before he passed on every single day his ambition was to stand it but surely one prayer at a time one prayer through at a time one answered prayer at a time yes. to be moving towards the fulfillment of the preordained destiny that god had given him so we have to cross over family there must never be a time when you are comfortable with where you are there is so much that god has in store so we keep on moving towards this boundary until eventually we dwell within we must dwell out i must dwell within the borders of my inheritance see the bible says now in psalm 33 12 blessed is the nation whose god is the lord and the people whom he had chosen for his inheritance so this is the full gospel i'm going to move on to something things more practical that you can relate to but this is the full gospel forget about the abuse that's been there because of immaturity within our ranks the preachers they preach nothing else but prosperity until people were sick of it when someone pitched a tent in the township they knew would ask for money did you know that if you are pitching a tent for evangelism in a poor place you don't ask for, 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 for offering i don't know if you knew that it's kingdom you go there to be a blessing you bring food parcels there you don't go there pitch a tent and you're asking the poor people to give you money from when you must feed the people bless the people move their hearts let them fall in love with the God that you are serving. Hallelujah! That is what is missing. So because of that, when someone came and spoke about when you tune into TBN, whatever channel on TV, all they speak about, I don't know now because I don't watch much of that stuff. All they ever talk about is just making money. It's making money. Uh, I see God, uh, see the, 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 uh, a thousand people each of them must give her ten thousand dollars if you would give her ten thousand dollars the lord says there's a miracle coming there's a miracle coming there's a miracle now because people are in pain i don't think they are going through serious stuff so if there is something that promises imagine do you know that if one of you would give their entire pension, I would, we would have to we would have to sit down and say, okay, this is this doesn't matter. Give it back to them. Because some people give them like emotions. Because somebody stood up here and they said something nice in Wakala and then you give all your money. That's not how it works. We are here so you can be the best you can be. That way daily must be understood in context. I've had stories of people who ask widows to give. Of their, their pensions. It was all a lot of nonsense. When that had happened, the woman got into depression. She eventually died. 
That's not the gospel that God has called us into. So when I minister this word today on our inheritance and the prosperity God is bringing us into, I want you to know that I'm one of the sober people, very sober you'll never find, in terms of balancing things in the world. Amen. So, having said that, we have placed too much emphasis on prosperity and material success and less emphasis on what? On the holiness, on repentance, and all these are fruit of the spirit and the rest of it. Now, see, family, there are two extremes. Number one, it's preaching only prosperity. The other extreme is not preaching about God blessing his people at all. See, both of those are extreme. The fact that there are people who have an overemphasis on prosperity does not mean that God doesn't want to bless you and to cause you to flourish and thrive and to great in the end. So I must not be threatened by the falsehood of people who are putting too much emphasis on the prosperity message. No. The full message of the gospel demands that I teach you about the will, about the inheritance that God is calling you into. I hope and I pray you understand that person one. So let me ask you this question. I want you to write this down. I don't know if you're writing notes. What is the kingdom's strategic purpose of us possessing our inheritance? That's a question. Let me repeat that. What is the kingdom's strategic purpose of God prospering us, of us inheriting everything the Lord Jesus died for us to have, everything that you can ever think of, things that are not even in your mind right now. No eye has seen, no has ear heard the things that the Lord has prepared for those who love Him. Those who love Him. Amen. Number one, it's influence. How to influence? Now, there is something powerful about the word influence because when you see our young people listening to a celebrity and you come, you've got sense to speak, something which is going to release them, they will not listen to you if, if we call them into a hall. One of the Salonos celebrities, whoever is popular today in the music industry, there are two halls of two venues available. I send pamphlets and I state exactly what will be discussed, which is positive life. And this other celebrity, the rapping musician, some DJ, he also sends his pamphlets. He, they know he swears. They know that he's a playboy. They know that he's into drugs. But he drives. He's got five fast cars. He's a multi-million. He's got a private jet. I tell you, his hall would be packed. You know why? Because there's something about resources and about influence that prosperity brings you. There's something about influence that pulls today's society towards you. So the first thing, family, because I'm going to touch on things. Influence, 
that God wants us to have in the end. So we need a kingdom revelation, not a revelation. See, of, of, of this thing. Now listen to this scripture. Now listen carefully to this. It's a very interesting passage of scripture. There was in Ecclesiastes 9, there was a little city and a few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor but wise man. And he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, their poor man's wisdom is despised or undermined. And his words are not heard. See, when God blesses you, when God begins to pour resources upon your life, he does not just have you and your five cars. God is a God who wants to influence. And we said months ago, the word influence means to pour into, to flow into. Because once you occupy a certain structure in society, you have, you have more authority. You have sway, they call it. So God will bless you. There are people that you have never talked about Jesus. Because they look at the car you drive, they look at the, the jeans, Melly and I are wearing, see their jeans are like 5,000, 7,000 rand. Before, while I'm approaching them, I have preached to them. And they've already rejected the gospel. I don't know if you knew that. This is why God says, people who are celebrities, so that they can, celebrities can speak to celebrities. Because they are at a certain level of influence. You see, so one is influence, number two, it's a heaven on earth mandate. Because whatever you possess, whatever you get to possess, God reigns and rules over it. So whatever you get to have, your possession, because you are yielded and sold out to him. Whatever, if it's a piece of property, real estate, whatever it is, whatever you get to possess, God possesses the same through you. Say amen. So I, I, I had to say that so that you understand the mind of God in prospering and blessing his people. We grew up in a in the gospel that taught us that no, I can fulfill God's purpose. Demands that we, we, we have resources so we can fulfill strategic mandate for the Lord. Say amen. So, let's come to this here family. I've explained all this. So, what is our inheritance? What is my inheritance? We have already told you the first two, which are very key, which is the forgiveness of sins, which is spiritual, and eternal life. Now, in our forefathers only taught that part. 
Did you get saved? You focus your eyes into the heavens. Wait until you are dead. And enjoy riches on the golden streets of heaven. That's where black consciousness hits us. Because that's why they say, missionaries came to full eyes. They said, keep your eyes in the heavens while they stole the land. And they stole the livestock. Now, if I don't preach properly, they, they will remain in that position. In their mind. Oh, they live for any time alone. In Lord, I ask that she's a job. The parents will win. My parents will win. My parents will win. My parents will win. My parents will win. So that's the gospel that was preached. Now we need to understand the full gospel. The full gospel. Full gospel. Now. Let me just mention these two and then I'm going to move on to that which you need to begin to claim. Amen. So, I don't know if you wrote this down. The gift of forgiveness, you wrote that down before, right? Because the Bible says that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them. See, that forgiveness is your inheritance. That's what you receive. Number two, quickly, before I move on, the gift of eternal life. I need to, I need to stress this. So, when you're claiming Land, but you know what is important. Yeah. Forgiveness of sins and eternal life. So he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now let's come to stuff that uh, you need to begin to pray through. Pray through. If you don't see it immediately, just keep praying and begin to just trust God and walk in obedience until there's a physical manifestation of these things. Amen. Isaiah 119, the Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. If you be willing and obedient, you shall enjoy the good of the land. So it is in the heart of God for his people to enjoy. How to enjoy? Enjoy and eat of the benefits of the land in Jesus' name. Now you will remember Deuteronomy 28. There are about 14 uh, blessings there. Now, I'm not going to dwell there because the other things I need to cover, but I want you to remember that today. Now, the Bible says, listen carefully, family. I want, when I, I minister this word, let it come to you as fire and sit in your spirit. In Jesus' name. The Lord shall establish you, a holy people, unto himself, as he has sown unto you. Thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. Amen. And in the fruit of your womb. 
and in the fruit of thy cattle. Now they understand the, the economy at the time. They talk about cattle and now that's the economy substance farming at the time. Fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers to give you. The Lord shall open unto thee the good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain unto the land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands, whether it's business, whatever it is. And thou shalt lend unto nations and thou shalt not borrow. Amen. That's what the word says. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God which I command thee this day to observe and to do. And thou shalt not go aside from any of these words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Amen. Now, that is a, is a summary of what God wants to give you. Now, I'm going to get into details. According to the will which has been written and the Lord Jesus signed in the heavens with his blood, these are the things that you must fight for until you die and the enemy cannot tamper with Number one, there is a benefit of, of physical health and healing to your body. Which means, as a child of God, I have an advantage that as much as the doctor has given a prognosis, and there is a medical report that has come, I can go to the wheel and read what is it that the Lord Jesus said. I can benefit from one of those things is healing, out healing. Now when we understand these things, I don't want you to understand it as just somebody putting his hand as a claw. I want you to have a, an under, a revelation of these things. Now the Bible says in Exodus 23, 25, and you shall serve the Lord your God. See, when I read scripture, I'm reading the will to you. So we must, you must, you, you, you are very uh, blessed because somebody gets to read the will for you. You must read your own will. But I'm reading your will so that you know what you must benefit from that the Lord Jesus died for you to have. And you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now you must know this as if it was a clause, a clause. Exodus 20 to 25, it's a clause in the will. You can always go into the will and locate a particular clause. If you are dealing with a life-threatening situation, you can go and open the will and begin to remind heaven that in the name of Jesus, when you say in the name of Jesus, you are saying according to his signature, according to the signature of the Lamb, it says you shall take sickness away from me. And you begin to use that word to wage warfare with that word. Say hallelujah. It's out in clause. In the wheel. Let me give you last one on health. 
Because there's lots of them. I know them off, off by heart. I mean, I know them. Deuteronomy 7.15 Clause Deuteronomy 7.15 in the wheel says, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou hast nursed upon thee, but will lay them upon all those who hate you. Know that word and fight with it. Put the, the report, because the report is proper. The report is accurate. But the report talks about the facts in the natural. When the facts have been analyzed, when all the data has been uh, put together, now the super must weigh in on the natural. That's called supernatural. It must have the last word. As much as nature has dealt me this card, now I invite, I pull down that which I have access to according to the covenant, according to the will written. Father, I have this report. It says I have six months to live. In the name of Jesus, I come to you now. Then you have your communion. You have your bread. And you have your wine. And you put the report in between the bread and the wine. And you begin to weep. And you begin to cry. And you begin to call heaven down. In the name of Jesus. That is what it's there for. That's why the Bible says, My people perish. Because they lack knowledge of what? Of the will. Say hallelujah. There is something about your protection. Your protection. Satan cannot just take you out willy-nilly. He has no right to kill you prematurely. Because you don't belong to him. You belong to the Lord. You have a destiny to fulfill. There is a life to live for the Lord. So many wished you would have died long time ago, Louis. Many would have put things and strategized. They call them machinations of the enemy. They would have done things when you showed up. I would drop the new line, I would drop thee. But because I'll see
bring is upon you. Now this particular scripture says Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment you shall condemn. It continues to say this is the heritage or inheritance of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. No weapon formed. Somebody said, it does not say the weapon won't, won't be formed. It may be formed, but it shall not prevail against you. Because you belong to Jesus. He is the King of Kings and He is the Lord of Lords. He reigns supreme. Hallelujah. We are drawn to a close moment. Let me turn to verse 11. Psalm 37 4. Now, this covers everything. If you are a single person, I want you to know what God wants you to have. Religion is dangerous because religion will make a young woman scared of praying for a, a husband. How weird. I told them, I will call my daughters one day if they are single and I can see what this guy says. Just call them serious. No, no, I'm serious about that. I might not tell you what I'm doing, but just, just call them out here and I begin to pray. That's, that's, that's what we, we, we do as fathers. Because the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. In the will, there is that clause that talks about whatever is, is, is in your heart. You may be very embarrassed to, to, to pray that out loud. Because you think it's, it's not spiritual. Now God is interested in the detail of your life. And the things which you think are not spiritual enough. The Father is interested in every detail of your life. Everything. He knows it. And He wants to fulfill it. And He wants to make it a reality in your life. That's the benefit that we in God. Say, Father, I don't want to die alone. And those are prayers. That's openness, transparency before God because I am His son. He is my father. I am free to pray. You know, Father, I don't want to die alone. I don't want to die alone. The will of the Lord, nothing sinful about it. We must pray as long as it's here. There's a possibility he has planted it there as long as it doesn't go against his will. So let's pray it through in Jesus. Let's carry on, family. We have about 10 more minutes. Now, the Bible also promises you, family, something called life. I will not dwell here because we have spoken about life and things before. But the world accumulates a whole lot of things, but God gives you a whole lot of life. Amen. So Jesus said that thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. When it says life, don't think about eternity. 
the, the problem is I'm a call one. We too religious. We don't understand the heart of the Father. Well, God is in life. No, life. Life here. Enjoy life. Enjoy peace. Enjoy life on this side of the grave. So Jesus has promised you life. Because in just one minute, Tina has never had this one, maybe he has. The world gives you, because it's the world system, through you, it can advertise its agenda. So the more properties and the more wealth you have, what's what they get through blood mold, then their agenda is fulfilled. So it's called sponsor wealth. That's why they may have lost stuff, Tina, but they don't have love. They don't have joy. In that, in that mighty story mentioned, yeah. they are depressed. Because all the stuff that they have surrounded themselves with came at a cost to save their soul. They can't enjoy it with their skin, their kids are against their own drugs. But the Bible says, when the Lord blesses you, He adds no sorrow. I might be surrounded with a whole lot of amazing things. I won't even feel any condemnation because it's a blessing from the Lord. It came to obedience and hard work. Yeah. Hallelujah! Now let's let's get into it. Now the, the, the Bible talks about wealth. What wealth? Now care, kingdom, embassy, house. Don't be scared of the word wealth. Say wealth. Say riches. Yeah, because I'm, I'm teaching it, uh, it's balanced. You see, it's balanced. It's from the, the wheel. Amen. Now, the Bible says, And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and heads and many servants, so that he, the Philistines envied him. Genesis 26, 12 to 14. So let's move on, family. The Bible says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich proverbs. He adds no sorrow, so let us say, to it. The blessing of the Lord makes the rich and riches material. Amen. Now, there is also a blessing, Mamuhadebe, that relates to our children. My oldest boy is 16 years old. Then there's another one who's 15. Teenagers are hectic. Teenagers, when they were small, we went to the dorm, Deb and Chris and Sandra. When they were like months old, one year old, they would lift up their hands. People would look at us like, oh, how spiritual are the children? They would lift up their hands. You remember that? Then they would close their eyes. In nappies. I have a prophet in the house. Praise God. Now wait a little bit. Now wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait until wait until they are like they are like 12 and 14. Then you can see that oh okay. I need to pray. I need to pray. I need to see the face of the Lord. Amen. But the Lord God promises something. The Bible says. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace 
of your children. Isaiah 54, 13. I don't care what is happening at this point in time. We have a promise. We have something to press towards. Lord, your word says, my children, they come from my loins. I have a promise with God. When it seems like they are going off course, the Lord begins to pull them because there is a praying mother, there is a praying father who knows the will, who knows a specific clause in the will that speaks to the prosperity and the salvation of her children. That they will not die out of the will of God. Father, they will die within the borders of their inheritance. As we pray, we pray for them. We call them uh, by name and we speak destiny upon them. In Jesus' name, I say, Father, I thank you for Joshua. I thank you for Gwenza. I thank you for Nandi. I thank you for Levi. I thank you for the Father of the Holy Ghost upon them. In Jesus' name, I pray even for those friends who have been planted in high school strategically by the enemy. Those friends planted in, in, in tertiary by the enemy to deceive them. I pray, Father, for favor in Jesus' name that you will cover them and protect them. In Jesus' name. That is our duty, that's our why. Because we know what the Lord has said, that we can press towards it for the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And the Lord talks about, I'm almost done, family. The Lord talks about peace. Peace is one of the very rare commodities in the earth today. Peace. I'm not talking about happiness. You know, happiness. I saw something on, on WhatsApp status. And it's just, it's young people dancing and but they are empty on the inside. I know that. Because once you wine like wine, not play colorful music, it's your fun. And we feel sober. Let's go back to life, reality. Because life is not dead. It's not dead. That must shut down at four in the morning. You must go back home. I don't need to hide. Because this thing gives you a, a certain fantasy of a world that is envisioned. It's like it's just a world that I wish I could be here forever. No, I won't be here forever. That's when the depression hits in. When you realize that this is not forever. And you have to believe go back home, face the giants. But God has given us a benefit called peace. That in the midst of the storm, you may be going through a financial difficulty, but when you have placed your faith in the Father, you know that it shall not always be this way. It shall not remain the way it is. Say hallelujah. Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Amen. But I'm almost just give me five more minutes. What is the role of giving in all of this? Because number one, we know that Jesus did not. Uh, he paid for everything, right? Jesus paid for everything with his blood. Say amen. amen. Jesus paid with his precious blood. 
Number two, we know that Jesus cannot be bribed. Yet, he instituted the principle of tithing. Out of tithing. You know, I, I had to give because we give with my wife elsewhere. I had to give like when you give, you feel you feel something living. I don't know if you have felt that before. You, you feel your whole life. Your whole life living. You know? you, the, the, the send button. You, you leave it there for 10 minutes and just go pray in tongues again. Just to make sure that I'm not hearing from the devil. Is present. Say, five more minutes. And eventually, you say, There is a principle, family, which just for five minutes, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, but let me just try. Healing does not require tithing. Healing, all the things that we have spoken about, doesn't require tithing for God to heal you. It doesn't require that. Deliverance does not require tithing. Protection from physical harm doesn't require tithing as much as tithing extends to protection of certain things. But for you to be delivered, God does not protect your money to deliver you, to cast the devil out of you. Yeah. That's not how it works. He's a great father. Forgiveness of sins does not require Are you with me, family? However, how do however, financial prosperity requires giving. Now, there are reasons for that. Just quickly, family. There are reasons for that. As much as we have the will, whereby we gain access and we benefit from the things which are here by virtue of Jesus Christ dying for us for free. And all we must do is place faith in it, and it's ours. But when it comes to financial prosperity, the Lord has added a Malachi 310 clause there. Let me repeat that. The Lord paid for our financial prosperity with his blood. Listen to this. And gave us prosperity as our inheritance. But added a Malachi 3.10 close there. Why? Because tithing, Lord, it seems, according to the word, it gives God a legal right to attach himself to your possessions. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Tithing gives the Father a legal right to attach himself to your possessions. Once you have received these things because the Bible says you may have them. But the Bible talks about a devourer that can scatter them at a speed. So what tithing does, it, it, it brings God, attaches, it connects heaven to your possession. The Bible says he will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil or your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a, a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Say amen. amen. How many minutes do we have? Two minutes. Five, two, fifteen. 
Three minutes. We are about to close. Just, just flow with me. Just flow with me. Why the tithe? Lord, why the tithe? Because the love of money is the root of evil. The love of money is the root of evil. In other words, money is the number one idol. Potential. Number one idol in the world. So tithe forces us to look at money as a commodity for worship. Yeah. Let me repeat that. The love of money is the root of all evil. Potentially, therefore, money is the number one idol. When you wake up on Monday, morning, morning, freeway, all those people are pursuing one thing, money. in the world. So, tithing forces us to look at money not just as something to pursue, but as a commodity for worship. This is why he says, give of me, pay that 10%. You force a potential idol to bow through the tithe. Through the time you're forcing a potential idol. Seven hours a day, seven hours, some people more. You're forcing that thing to bow. Tithing forces it, it bows to the hand of the Father. I was You force a potential idol to bow through the tithe. So the tithe therefore deals with greed and selfishness. God put that deliberately there. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you begin to have a revelation. They will be talented on tithing today. There's time for that because it's, it's an amazing revelation. But family, I want you to know that our future looks like our obedience financially. Our future looks like our obedience. Financially speaking, our financial future looks like our obedience when it comes to a certain clause in the Bible. That is what the Lord has said. I'm closing. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being a hundred and ten years old and they buried him within the border of his inheritance in Timnath Harris in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the hill Gash. But the word of the Lord is a step to your faith family. Stand to your faith. The Lord left us a will. The Lord left us a will, a testament. We all of us here must die within the borders of our inheritance. Let's just pray together. Just for one minute before I, I say bye to our family on Zoom. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for that which you have freely given us through your word. Now we know the things that we must pursue and more. 
even those things which were not mentioned here today. But Father, we thank you that we don't just live to go to church on Sunday. There's a life to live, there's a life to enjoy. We are born to be of influence. We are born to impact nations, to impact the world. And the reason we want us to prosper is because you have nations at the back of your mind. And Father, you are calling upon us today to fight. Fight for our children. It's in the will that they shall prosper. For our health, physical health, for our peace, for our physical prosperity, financial and otherwise. And we thank you today in the name of Jesus. I pray for your people in this place. Give us faith. Help us to believe, oh God. Because we want to be part of that which you are doing. We want to be part of that which you are doing in the earth. In the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Say hallelujah. Say amen.